Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Lots of conversations that we are happy, uh, we are having. And one of them we wanted to try and understand is how the new, the six new members of BRICS were actually chosen. Well, it certainly can't be because of the human rights record, can it? Uh, sorry about that. Uh, or maybe it is about the human rights records. We look for anybody that's got a terrible one. But uh, Kenny Chu is head of uh, Asia Practice Group at ENS Africa. Kenny, a very good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, good morning, Howard. Great to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. So how were these members chosen? Clearly not because of their human rights records. Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, I, I'm not surprised, you know, first of all, UAE, Saudi Arabia and, mm. and Iran be, become the members group mm-hmm. um, because what happened, uh, China did for them in March this year to broker a deal uh, between Saudi and Iran. And I think probably... Uh, part of the condition in that deal is to to invite them to to the BRICS block. Right. So so I think it it wasn't a surprise. Um, and I think in so far as Argentina is concerned, it is a brother to Brazil. And I think when you come to a party, you want to bring a party, you want to bring a, your your friends along. So so Argentina is also not a surprise. Um, and and Egypt and also Ethiopia, given their proximity in Africa, um, and in particular Ethiopia is the the headquarters of of African Union. So so I think this is the right match, you know, to they, they can complement each other. Um, but in so far as human rights is concerned, I think we, we mm. it's as much to, to, to talk about but but I think we're getting to the right direction. So so what does that really mean? What is the common denominator at BRICS? It's a, it, to me it seems almost a little bit random. It's because it's north, it's south, it's meant to be emerging markets, but is it? Is China still an emerging market? I'm not sure. Uh, what what is the what is it that brings bonds these countries together? Um, I think firstly, it is not even an operating institution per se managing a day to day running of breaks. Um, you know, like a United Nations, for example, or, right. or the G7. I think that the, the members are still very much informal grouping. Um, they don't even have a funding constitution as yet. So, so I think they're still trying to fund common grants. And, and by expanding the membership, um, I think this translates to real collective economic power and, uh, and political power. Um, and, but the one common thing they have is they are all developing countries. So, so whether China is developing countries or not, I think it depends on, on the measurement and standards. Uh, in, in, but in my view, China is still developing. Right, uh, right. If you compare China in relation to America or Europe. Yes. So, so one of the, the common features is they're still developing and, and, and they, many of, well, all of those members, they have challenges in the domestic markets. Right. Um, in, in, in different aspects. Right. So it's the, it's, and, and the value of BRICS to the member countries. Uh, is there is there something tangible? I think it just give it gives them a common voice. I think in the past, um, since the 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 World War Two, you know, it's been dominated by the Western countries, and and I think now that as this country develops and as they grow, they want to have the collective voice on a global stage and to to ventilate their concerns and and issue faced by them, and and I think this will create. A, a platform for them mm. to, to, to serve a purpose. 
What's also interesting is there's almost this push and pull about uh, a lower carbon footprint, China assisting South Africa with renewable energy funding in that regard. But then obviously some of the new members are very carbon, um, carbon intense uh, countries in terms of, of fossil fuels. So, so how does that, uh, is, there, is there an alignment in terms of, in terms of the environment? I think um, if your reference is particular to the Middle East members, UAE, Saudi, and sure. Iran, um, I would like to, to share with your, your listener that you know UAE and Saudi, they're actually quite advanced in renewable energy, especially solar energy and also water conservation. So I think there's so much that the, between the BRICS nation, they can learn from each other. And, and when we see the challenges in South Africa, for example, it could be opportunities for another country to come in and, and assist us. Um, because the Middle East, they know that they can't rely on oil forever. So, so a number of my clients, they are actually operating in, in, in South Africa from, from UAE, and they are solely renewable energy. So I think they have the money, they have the technology to develop that technology and, and, and to, to, to commercialize it. Very, very interesting. So overall, do you think this is, and let's talk South Africa specifically, from an economic uh, perspective, do you think, uh, does BRICS do good things? Uh, d- does it bring positivity uh, to our economy? I think it is a game changer for South Africa. Um, as, as we had our democracy for, for almost 30 years now, you know, the, the Mandela legacy is diminishing. So I think we need to find another talking point. And, and yourself that. being a, a marketing personality, you understand, you know, no, no ethnicity. The more people heard about South Africa, the more people will, will would sure. like to, to find out more. Right. And from my own practice at the ENS, um, even two, three months before the commencement of BRICS Summit, you know, we already got lots of phone calls and So that's interesting. That's brilliant. Um, regarding, regarding opportunities in this country. You know, I think that that's incredibly positive because we are often very, very cynical about these things. But if on the ground uh, you are seeing, um, and a law firm such as ENS is seeing a a lot of uh, positivity in terms of, even if it's just inquiries, because inquiries ultimately hopefully become something, then, well, then maybe it is worthwhile and we should uh, do a little bit, do with a little bit of less, uh, be a little bit less cynical and, uh, and, and more positive about what can be achieved and not what can't. Absolutely. And I think we just need to remain friends with both the East and the West. Absolutely. Very, very interesting. I'd love your thoughts, Kenny Chu, who is, uh, that was Kenny Chu, who's head of the Asia Practice uh, Group at ENS Africa. I'd love your thoughts on a 34519 or 0618951019. Certainly interesting perspective for me because I definitely – uh, judge these things quite unfavorably, and maybe because we worn down by other experiences. But I find that that we can be a little bit cynical in this regard. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should we should be skeptical where we need to be, but also recognize that these things can bring opportunity, especially economic opportunity, to the country.